Welcome, welcome in everyone to Spicier Than Therapy, the podcast where we talk about polyamory, ethical non-monogamy, BDSM, kink, and all of the wonderful things that we think go into making a healthy, loving relationship. <laughs> I thought you were going to include neurodiversity. I was going to, you know what? Let's, you, you, you know what? For all of you listeners to the podcast, we're going to do it again. You get to hear us do it twice because fuck yeah, why not? Live theater. Right, right. <laughs> well, welcome in to Spicier Than <laughs> Therapy, the podcast where we talk about polyamory, ethical non-monogamy, BDSM, kink, neurodiversity. There it is. And all of the wonderful things that we think <laughs> go into making a healthy, loving relationship. Hey, twin. What are we going to be doing today? The same thing we do every day, my love. Try to take over the interwebs. Fuck yeah, interwebs. We love it. You love it. Your mother loves it. It's fine. And today we're actually going to be talking about hierarchical polyamory. It's been the topic of discussion a lot recently in our uh, Discord, email, and definitely on TikTok. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> the name of today's podcast, since y'all already see the name by the time, you know, this posts, makes me laugh so fucking hard. Welcome to Objectify Me Harder, Daddy. I thought we were doing that as the sex work episode. Ah, fuck. I got the wrong name of the episode. God damn it. All we right. literally just talked about uh, this. We, we kind of did. So the name of the episode is not Objectify Me Harder Dead. But now you got to sleep yeah, you gotta, the next one. <laughs> right? That's that's next week's yeah. uh, episode. So, like I said, today we're talking about hierarchical polyamory. What all are we going to be talking about in that vein, Twin? Oh, Lord. So... On TikTok lately, there has been a lot of discussion around hierarchy in polyamorous relationships, whether they're, whether they're ethical, whether they're not, what does hierarchy mean, whether it's descriptive versus prescriptive, that sort of deal. And today we're going to kind of go into a little bit of that with our TikTok audience, because we are actually also recording this while we are live on TikTok. That's on very Peter's true. Account, yeah. Uh, because Twin like, keeps getting banned. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not it's not right or fair at all, and it seems a little heteronormative. It is. It's really heteronormative. <laughs> Thanks, don't, TikTok. Just, this is why you're being investigated on in a congressional hearing. They just won't let me sleep the way that I should sleep. Right. It's it's let fine. her be great, TikTok. Fuck. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, hi, hello, TikTok audience. I will come back to y'all in just a second once we've done our, our intro. Uh, but to everybody that is listening to our podcast right now, yes, we are going to be discussing hierarchy and polyamory. We're going to be taking questions from the audience. And, uh, yeah, let's just get into it, babe. Fuck yeah. So, really, we talk about polyamory a lot here. And if you're in any of our you know, TikTok lives or um, watch any of our videos, or you've even listened to previous episodes of the fucking podcast, you know that we talk about polyamory a lot. And we've addressed hierarchical polyamory before, but never really in depth. And it's become such a big topic of discussion and argument on mm. TikTok. Like we've seen a lot of videos lately of people just arguing about hierarchy all the time. And now these are accounts we really, really respect. Um, we're talking about like decolonizing love. Mm -hmm. um, Heidi Sabell is Heidi Sabell, she it. loves Radically, yeah. which is her on TikTok. Uh, and we even saw, um, was it Openly Committed? 
Yeah, was talking about it. Yeah. There, so a lot of the discussion centers around openly committed and her husband, openly committed husband, who are very out loud and proud about the hierarchy that they utilize in their relationship, in their polyamorous relationship. Right. Now, for clarity's sake, before we get too deep into this, we will be using ENM or ethically non-monogamous um, a lot. We will be using polyamory a lot. Please, 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 dear audience listeners, remember that all polyamory is a form of ethical non-monogamy. Not all ethical non-monogamy is a form of polyamory. They are not synonymous. Okay? Not all Bs are As. Kind of we, feel. We love that example. All yeah. As are Bs, but not, not all, all Bs are As. Are As and sometimes Cs are Ds. Exactly. On occasion. On occasion. So what is hierarchy in polyamory, Twin? So that's kind of a, a broad question. Sure. The version, we'll say, of hierarchy that um, folks like decolonizing love are actively opposed to are the forms of hierarchy that are specifically very toxic for individuals coming into a polyamorous relationship. For example, if Tier and I were looking for a girlfriend, boyfriend, what have you, either separately or for us together, um, and we had, and we were to employ something like veto power because our relationship is the important one, that doesn't sound very fair to that third person, now does it? Because it's not, it's really gross, and um, we will not be taking questions. Oh, because, sorry, y'all, I'm still getting used to our new recording yeah, we, system, by the way. Yeah, you're like, it's not picking up when you whisper at I all. I know, I know, I can't be it's subtle not. now. <laughs> Basically, what Twin is trying to say is hierarchy and polyamory is the propensity to prioritize one relationship or partner over all of the others, right? Yeah. So treating like in Twins example, treating us like we are the primary or main partnership and designating everything else as either secondary or tertiary or something like that. So placing priority on one relationship over another. Yes. Now the reason there's such a big conversation about this is polyamorous people, especially polyamorous educators on TikTok, tend to say all hierarchy in relationships is bad. The same way that people have been saying all men are bad. Right. Are we talking about every single man in the goddamn world? No, but we're using that language to highlight a problem within the community. And now generally, when people are talking about hierarchy in polyamory, it's exactly what Twin said. It is that example, it is that unhealthy, toxic example. Mm -hmm. Now, when we're talking about it, we can safely say, because we've had a lot of conversations about this, hierarchy as a general rule in polyamory is bad, is unhealthy. However, not all hierarchy in and of itself is bad. Yes, exactly. At the risk of sounding very, you know, not all men, not all hierarchy is bad thing. And that's where we get into a discussion similar to what Heidi and Marla and a few others have discussed about. Oh yeah. I forgot Marla. Yep. Yeah, uh, about whether the, dis whether the word hierarchy as it applies to your re relationship, is it descriptive or is it prescriptive? In other words, 
is there hierarchy in your relationship because we are married, we have a kid, we share bills. And so, yeah, we kind of do, unfortunately, to an extent, have to logistically prioritize this relationship. Or is it prescriptive in the sense of, this is my husband, you're only the side piece. Right. That's so unhealthy and such a toxic way to look at polyamory. I don't even consider it polyamory because polyamory is the focus on having deep, meaningful connections and relationships with more than one person at a time. Now that can or doesn't have to involve sex, but really the emphasis is on the relationship. So to treat one relationship as more important than another is inherently problematic to me and is the absolute antithesis to polyamory in my definition. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's one of the, it's one of those things that it's, are you, the way I like to think about it and the way I have kind of pushed others or attempted, I should say, to push others to think about it is, are, is your relationship hierarchical in the sense of, you know, we're trying to protect what we already have by ensuring, like, is it, are, uh, oh God, how do I, how did I say this the other day? It's, it's a, it's a thing of like logistics over emotions. Yes. We logistically prioritize the health and safety of this relationship because we're married, share bills, share business, have a kid, et cetera. So like, yes, realistically, there are going to be times where I kind of have to default to, you know, um, I can't, I have to go do something with my husband because of our business. Right. right? But I'm not going to emotionally prioritize him over another partner that I may have and that we may bring into our relationships. Right. So like if I, and and that's a great point to if I had a comet partner, right. And we knew that we were comets to each other. It was mutually agreed upon and discussed and consented to. And we knew we would see each other once a month because that's all we had time for. Right. I'm not prioritizing my relationship with my nesting partner over that comet relationship, but there are logistical priorities and concerns that I have to take into account. Like Twin said, we own a business together. We are nesting partners. We are raising a kiddo. Mini Peak, shout out to you. Um, And we've got a lot of other things that will take operational and logistical priority Mm -hmm. over going out for sushi dinner. But just like Twin said, that doesn't mean that that Comet partner is any less important to me than Twin is. And I think that's where a lot of the conversation around hierarchy and polyamory on TikTok ends. Because it is a very nuanced, a very complex um, topic. And I think people, because of the the format of TikTok, right? 60-second videos, three-minute-long videos... There's only so much you can say in in that amount of time. So we're missing the complexity. We're missing the nuance in that conversation. And it was important to us to have that today. Exactly. You know, and again, it's, it's one of those things, right? Like to be clear, to be very clear, we are not saying that either one group is necessarily wrong we are not going to say that openly committed and her husband are wrong. Because if you're practicing in a healthy way for your relationship, you're not wrong. Continue. Apologies. I'm going to amend that just a little bit. If you're you're practicing in a healthy way for your relationship and for the people that you bring into it. And for the polycule, yeah. Yes. 
then the then yeah no ethically cool love it yeah but this is also where we get into a little bit of the other buzzword phrase buzz phrase whatever you want to call it of couples privilege right mm-hmm. because if you because realistically, you know, as Marla put it in her video, that was amazing. By the way, y'all, it was a really I, will, good video. I will link it in the discord. It was incredible. They did a fantastic job of explaining this. Yes. Realistically speaking, there is going to be hierarchy in your relationships just as a matter of like where people it happens. Okay. That said, once you acknowledge that, It is absolutely your responsibility as an individual in that polycule to unpack that couple's privilege that goes along with the hierarchy in your relationship. For example, Tyr was talking about having a comet, right? Right. I would not, as his primary partner, ever... Primary. Yeah, I know. We gotta be well, careful I'm, using the the ter- I'm using the terminology yeah. because of the situation, yeah. right? Like in context of the hierarchy, right? Right. As your nesting partner, as the primary partner, I would never impose my desires and needs over his comment just because they're a comment. Does that make sense? I would never say, you know what? I know your comment is in town and that's beautiful and I love that for you. But um, actually, you're my husband, so like I'm going to say, no, you can't go out. I need you here because my little fifis. That is um, not fair, <laughs> to put it bluntly. That's not fair. It's not right. It's, it's, it's tiptoeing the line of veto power right. and of real growth. Yeah, we, we don't fuck around with veto power no, in our relationship. <laughs> You know, and it's because, again, we try to be very mindful and intentional in not only how we practice polyamory, but in the language we use around it, too. Like, it's very important to us to make sure that all of the people feel who are coming in and out of our life, whether they're friends or a part of our polycule, that they all feel that equal level of importance that we feel towards them. Mm -hmm. Now, naturally, we're all going to run into issues, right? We're all going to mess up. We're all going to like unintentionally cause some, some pain or some heartache to a partner. But the more you are intentional about it, and the more mindful you are about mm-hmm. how you treat all your partners, the better your relationships are going to be. Exactly. And that's one common thing I will say in all of the people on TikTok that are discussing this, this conversation around hierarchy. Everybody's trying to be very mindful about how they talk about themselves, talk about their polycule, and interact with other creators who disagree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, you know, we're, we're trying to, you know, we, a lot of us, thankfully, a lot of the discussion that I have seen has managed to remain, if not completely respectful, then at least mostly respectful. And I do, um, I do think there is a little bit, again, from what I have seen, I do think there is a little bit of like bear poking going on uh between accounts that i i will not go into specifics on that ah, one okay. but i have absolutely I haven't seen that. 
girl code kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I miss a lot of that subtlety yeah. being a man. So yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's there's definitely been a little bit of bear poking going on that you know, in my very humble yet loud opinion, is kind of childish. Um, however, it's going to happen because you have very strongly opinionated people stating their opinion happen yeah. yeah i i'm kind of notorious so kind of notorious for bear poking um, well you're just very passionate about yeah. what you believe in and i think the difference between how twin states that and how a lot of other people do that passion comes through but it doesn't come through as aggression which i think a lot of people can fall into mm -hmm. you know I, they want to make their point so badly that they miss out on everything else right well, and the other thing that is being missed in the conversation, and we are absolutely not the people to have this, um, because, you know, our lane is here and this conversation really is here. But something that I do want to highlight, because she brought it up, was the point that decolonizing love made about the fact that... Um, Hierarchy within relationships, specifically within romantic relationships, hierarchy as we commonly think about it here in the States is not really a thing in other cultures that are less pale than ours. Um, you know, there, there are cultures across the world where relationships intermingle and, you know, you have true polyamory, you know, true polycules. And there is no, you know, core or primary couple. It's just, this is our family unit. Yeah. And it's a family unit. And that right. is something that is absolutely missing from a lot of the conversation that I see happen around hierarchy in polyamory. And again, while we are not necessarily the people to have that because we look like this, um, <laughs> I do think it's necessary to mention that and right. acknowledge that fact that, that that is absolutely a facet of it. Hierarchy in polyamorous, rela polyamorous relationships is absolutely tied to um, not, I won't go so far as to say supremacy, and I have to watch myself, y'all, for those listening to the podcast, because if we're on TikTok, I do have to monitor a little bit. Yeah, I won't say that hierarchy in relationships is specifically tied to supremacy, but it is absolutely there. Like, that is absolutely a facet of it. Well, and this is why I love watching... It was a lot, and I ran out of breath. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's okay. I was like, what's, what's going on over there? I was trying to say a lot. <laughs> this is why I love watching Decolonizing Love's yes. videos on TikTok, because not only do they talk about polyamory, similarly to the way that we talk about polyamory, but they're also talking about it from a POC or BIPOC mm -hmm. perspective, which, to be fair is not well represented enough to me in terms of TikTok content creators. There's not enough POCs and BIPOC folks having this conversation. Right. So the representation is not there. Now, somebody in our TikTok live, Faith and Karma, is bringing up a great point. It's hard to have a nuanced conversation in just 60 seconds. Yep. And there are so many areas of gray 
in ethical non-monogamy, right? There is no one right or wrong way to be polyamorous or to be ethically non-monogamous. So this is going to look different from polycule to polycule, person to person, right? Now, what kind of kicked off a lot of the conversation for us on our side is I had posted a video, I don't know, like a couple of days ago, talking about kitchen table polyamory. Now, kitchen table polyamory is defined differently by different couples, by different polycules, right? So most people know kitchen table polyamory as basically the entire polycule gets along well enough and feels comfortable enough with each other that they could all theoretically sit down at the kitchen table together and make decisions and have discussions, right? It's opposite from parallel poly where the metas don't really interact. So that's kitchen table polyamory to most people. Now, many people define kitchen table polyamory in a literal sense. There are, you know, triads and quads and more that all live in the same house. So they are literally practicing kitchen table polyamory, mm -hmm. not just theoretically, because they all actually can come to the table and have that conversation. And that stoked a lot of conversation from our followers in that video mm -hmm. who had different definitions personally of kitchen table poly. So a lot of conversation around how do they define it? One of the things that we saw in a polyamory group that we're a part of is a reference to garden party polyamory, mm -hmm. right? It's like a take on kitchen table polyamory, wherein instead of everybody getting around the table and making decisions almost as a family unit, all of them get along well enough and they see each other at big events or garden parties. Everybody brings a cocktail and they talk about everything, mm -hmm. but they're not making unified decisions for the entire polycule. And to me, that's the main difference. Like that's the type of polyamory I want us to be able to talk about and practice in our mm -hmm. own polycule, because I feel like that is the closest definition representation of how we like to practice polyamory. Because we've we've often said we're like a, a hybrid between parallel poly and kitchen table poly and all sorts of other stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've, you know, if, if y'all have listened to our podcast episode, um, you know, poly, this is how we do it, you know, or something like that. I don't remember. That's that's a hundred percent the name of the Oh, episode. is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So poly. Ooh. I got big feet. Ooh. Sorry. Hold on. Are we good? Did I break it? I didn't break it. No, we still got it. We're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. Y'all. Right. I'll, I'll edit that out. I'll edit that out. <laughs> I got Every time we sit down and do like a co thing on this computer, we're kicking stuff. Like one or either of us Listen, unplug some shit. Clumsiness is a facet of neurodiversity that you are just going to have to get <laughs> okay? Hot girls have clumsiness. <laughs> Neurodivergent people, we clumsy. It's right? a fact. Okay. Get used to it. And tummy issues. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, like we absolutely practice poly in a way where, you know, we don't necessarily need to live with our partner. Like if they wanted to live with us, cool. Oh, Hey Kate, we were just talking about you the other day. Um, if a partner wanted to like, if a partner reached a level with us where we were like, yeah, we would love for you to move in with us. That's awesome. Love that. That would be great. Super cool. Totally not opposed to that. In the meantime, though, if they didn't want to and they just wanted to do their own thing, okay, cool. Right. See you on Tuesday when we have game night, you know. Cool. Love that. Yeah. Or if he had a comment, because let's be real, of the two of us, he's the one that's going to have the comment. 
Um, <laughs> like, hi, hi, Elias. Um, yeah, like it, there's no, we don't have, a, and I think that's probably why for us hierarchy is such a weird concept for us because we don't really have any one prescriptive way of poly but it's also because i think of the way in which we were introduced to polyamory not only individually but then how we discussed it as a couple before we even started dating you know we discussed our views mm -hmm. on polyamory and how we each practice and we were really looking for that compatibility right we're really trying to ensure that the person that we choose to be in a relationship with is compatible with us in that way. And I think that's why our view on it hasn't been as kind of, I won't say diverse, but it hasn't been as distinct as a lot of these other TikTok creators who are coming to it from a very specific angle. And so these big disagreements happen in, you know, all of these videos simply because they're not agreeing on terminology or they view polyamory differently. And that's okay. We can all come to polyamory in whatever way is best for us. And as long as it's healthy for us and the people that we're practicing with, mm -hmm. do you, right. do you. Exactly. Like there's no, as long as nobody is maliciously, intentionally causing harm, fuck it. Right. If it works, you know, something that Marla, do what you will. It's the whole of the law. You know, something that Marla mentioned in the video that they made um, that I really, really enjoyed was the fact that they touched on new people come into polyamory all the time. I'm not going to expect you to get it right every single time. Uh, we have been doing, yeah. been polyamorous. I've been polyamorous since I was a teenager, had different terminology for it, different styles of it as I've grown and figured out what I need and want in a relationship. You know, and Tears been polyamorous yep. for years. We still don't get it right all the time. We mess yeah. up. It happens. We're human. I'm never going to expect a person to get it right 100% of the time. And sometimes, I know, right? They're nice. You know, <laughs> uh, sometimes, like, a little hierarchy, you know, is right. okay if that's what helps solidify that relationship and protect what's important as long as you don't devalue the other person involved right. and start treating them like they're not important right because you never want to delegitimize someone else's feelings or emotions that is a part of the polycule and again we say this a lot and we 100 percent mean it just because you and i are in a relationship does not mean that we have any say over a different relationship. We are all whole autonomous individuals and each relationship or triad or whatever within a polycule is autonomous. Only the people involved in that get any sort of say in how that's structured, what their personal boundaries are, you know, what is acceptable, what is not acceptable. So I, I totally get that. Okay. And I'm going to have you read this while I read Sevi's question. Just kidding. It... Monogamy no. in this economy. Is that what you want to do? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, Apparently all lives are freezing, not just ours. So oh, good. it's a TikTok you know, we, which we were, given today. It's funny. As we were recording this episode, dear, dear podcast listeners, Everybody on our live on TikTok was like, oh, it's freezing. It's hard for us to hear what you say. And I thought it was just us. It's not just But us. apparently it's everybody. Which, by the way, we're recording this the evening of 
but also significantly after the hearing has ended, but the hearing for whether or not TikTok is going to be banned, which let's be real, it probably will. It was a great run. Thanks, guys. Let yeah. Follow, um, us <laughs> follow us everywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway. Send me coffee. Right. Um, but anyway, Sevi had a, Sevi girl had a really, really good question. All I'm going right. to paraphrase you a little bit just to be a little more concise. Um, so Sevi asked, how does one get past the socially constructed guilt of coming into a poly relationship and not feeling like the nesting partner or spouse is your primary, but ah. equal to another partner. Ah. So how do you get past feeling guilty for not prioritizing your nesting partner? That's a really good question. Sandy. That's a crazy like Even Todd thinks it's a good question. Man. Hi, Todd. Okay, then. All right. I'll let you take this one. Actually. Oh, you want me to kick it I'll off? I'll let you okay. take this one. I read the so, question. You answer yeah. <laughs> This is one of those questions that I think is great because you can attack from multiple perspectives, right? Mm -hmm. So if you are the new person coming in to a relationship, whether you're coming into the relationship with both of the people in the in the couple or just one or the other, to me, that conversation needs to be had very early and very transparently with the people involved in the relationship. So if it's just you and one of the other people, you know, again, you don't have to talk to your metas. Not all metas want to hang out with everybody. Not all metas want to talk and get along and hang out and be friends. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Oh, yeah. But then it's the responsibility of the hinge partner to actually be that conduit for healthy communication on both relationships. And so there's a certain amount of trust from both partners, if they're going through the hinge, to be able to relay that information about the other relationship to their degree of comfort appropriately. Now, if you are the nesting partner and you have somebody coming in and they're having a conversation um, or, or their intention is to you know be in a relationship with both of you, excellent. That's easy. Then all three of you sit down and have that conversation because to me, the beauty of polyamory is the emphasis on healthy communication, healthy personal boundaries, and rock solid relationship structures, right? Mm -hmm. If you sit down at the beginning, at the onset of that relationship, and fully discuss and vet out how everybody's feeling, how everybody wants to practice, the things that they do want, the things that they don't want, the things that they're comfortable with, the things that they're still working through, all three people will have a very good idea of where their partners stand. Exactly. And what's important to their partner. But I think it gets a little bit dicey when you're only having a relationship with one of the people and the other meta doesn't want to talk. That's that's a that's a difficult one because you have no control right. over that other relationship. Well, and you know, especially, you know, Sevi touched on it in the full version of her question, but you know, especially in a uh, admittedly mononormative society thanks mononormativity right because you know christianity um <laughs> let's face it you know especially in a mononormative society where you are expected especially women are expected to prioritize the well-being of their husband and the family to and, an the, yeah. and the family to an extent but like we're specifically talking about like yeah. romantic relationships yeah. okay fair fair so in a mononormative society where women, wives, are expected to uphold and protect 
the feelings and sensitivities of their dear loving husbands. Get the fuck over it. <laughs> get get I, over I wanna, it. I want to hear more in that transatlantic accent. Oh, God, later. I, I need later. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, we we really do have to kind of push against. We really do have to consciously make an effort to push ourselves past this idea of my spouse is the only important one in my life. Right. And that's not even like, that is a general poly issue. Like something that we, the entire community is like, no, but we don't. It's okay. No, no baby. Like, no, baby. No. No. Um, but it's, that's, that's where a lot of the hierarchy ideals come from. Um, is prioritizing our spouse over everyone which isn't healthy. It's just right. not. And that's, that is something I'm going to, I'm going to come back to this in greater detail in a second, but you know, that is something that we have to be very careful about as we go through life as a polyamorous relationship. We do have to be mindful that that is the background that a lot of us are coming from. That yep. is the teaching that a lot of us receive. That is the indoctrination oh, yeah. that a lot of us receive is that our spouses needs wants desires and romantic interests are the only ones that are important in our lives and nobody else matters okay how how long did you spend in therapy getting past that point of that societally and reinforced oh, i'm still working because i spent years I'm, I'm trying still, to get past that still working on it. We're, we're there. thanks therapy shout out to my therapist and twins i i had a ratio you're amazing uh we had a i had a bit of a jump start because of ElfQuest and because of the fact that I did realize that I was polyamorous so early on, even yeah. though I did not have the words and the vocabulary for it, um, I absolutely had a skewed, no, I won't say skewed because that feels negative, but like I definitely had a different perspective of right. romantic relationships very early. Um, but that did not detract from my need to prioritize my partner um, right. led to a lot of the unhealthy situations that I am in therapy for. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> Yay, trauma! <laughs> um, but, and this is where, um, this is why I want to come back to, one of the things I want to come back and touch on is what made me want to do this episode and have this conversation with y'all is the fact that I saw a video from Openly Committed. And I responded to it and, and I wish I had phrased the, my response a little differently now looking back, but you know, human. So, eh. um, and I'm going to make a follow-up video about it, but hi, um, one of the things that openly committed commented on in her video about hierarchy in her relationship in one of the videos is that she and her spouse specifically use hierarchy in their relationship because they want to provide a stable, she sees it as her responsibility as a mother to provide a stable relationship right. for her children, a stable upbringing and environment for her children, which as I mentioned in my video implies that she believes that if you're not um, hierarchical, if you're not inherently monogamous, if you aren't portraying monogamy to your children, 
you're not able to provide them a healthy, stable upbringing, right. which isn't true. And that part of her video and that reasoning, that little nuance to take That's what absolutely we- stems from white supremacist, misogynist and Christo supremacist um, ideals, like just full stop. So, and, and here's the thing is like, we both love openly committed, right? I and appreciate if you're, videos. And if you're doing, you know, what you think is right and best for your own polycule and it's healthy for everybody involved, absolutely. You do you, we, who are we to say that it will not work for you, right? Mm -hmm. What we're pushing back on is the mindset that you cannot present a healthy, loving, stable example of a relationship to your children as a polyamorous person. I take exception with that. Mm-hmm. We absolutely do that. We got Mini Peaks. He is amazing. Thanks, Mini Peaks. And he knows we're polyamorous. We talk very openly and honestly about the way in which we can feel love and affection for more than one person at a time, right? You love both of your parents, hopefully. And you don't love one and then stop loving the other at the same time and then switch back and forth. It's the same. Children are intelligent. You can explain it to them in a way that will make sense to them, will understand. And then they can see that that relationship is not about the confines of the legal structure of marriage, but people's personal commitment to each other. And you can be personally committed to more than one person at a time. So it's not that we take exception to openly committed themselves or, you know, to, to the way she structures her relationship. It's the mindset that you're unable to do that without presenting a monogamous relationship to your child. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those things, right. Where, um, I always use, I always use the example of like a tree with rot, right? A tree can look very healthy and like it's thriving and it'll be green and beautiful and the inside core of that tree will be rotted and that tree will eventually die. Yeah. It's the same thing with our mindset and our thought processes, processes and our reasoning behind why we do what we do. You have to be mindful of the reasoning behind why you are doing something. That is why we are such big proponents for asking yourself over and over and over again, why, why am I doing this? Why do I feel this way? Why do I think these feelings are coming up? Why do I attach these feelings to this person? Why do I feel like I need to outwardly appear monogamous? For the sake of my child. I right. just, that doesn't make any sense to me. Right. And again, far be it from us to tell anybody how to raise their child. It's just you need to be mindful of the fact mm-hmm. that when you have and 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 openly committed has admitted has said this in her comments. I don't want to say admitted because that sounds, you know, very legal and scary. <laughs> um, but openly committed has said repeatedly in her comments that, you know, she brings her other partners and her husband brings his partners around their kids and it's great and tra la 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 and that's things where you just have to be mindful because you want to ensure 
that you are unpacking that couple's privilege, right, that we've talked about, you want to make sure that you unpack that couple's privilege and you understand how that is affecting the other people that are going to be involved in your relationship, that are going to be involved with you. And I forgot what else I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I think we belabored that point. I know. I'm sorry. Let's move off of, yeah. of her a bit because I don't, I don't want her to feel like we're picking on her because we're we not. absolutely yeah. are not. We are absolutely not. So we've got a few more minutes, so we'll wait for any more questions to come in from the TikTok chat. There's been a lot of really good conversation in the chat about um, raising kids as a polyamorous person. We've got several people giving examples, personal examples, mm -hmm. of things that work well for them, things that aren't working well. Now, kind of wrapping it all back up to this hierarchy, we spend an awful lot of time talking personally about ensuring that couples privilege or hierarchy does not enter our polycule, right? That we're in being, an unhealthy way. Right. Yeah. In an unhealthy way. That we're not disenfranchising anyone else right. who is in our polycule. And one of the things that we were kind of talking about is how do other couples we know how we deal with it, mm -hmm. but how do other couples deal with kind of uncoupling that uh, mindset of hierarchy and couples privilege in theirs. One of the ways that we have seen, it's called polyfidelity. Now, this is not something I have ever really practiced. It is kind of, so you'll know it as oh, closed poly. God. You'll know it as closed poly. Yeah. So like a lot of people talk about it as closed poly, uh, polymonogamy, polyfidelity, or polydiscordance, right? And that's okay. It's where generally polyfidelity refers to if at least three or more partners decide to close their polycule to only contain the people that it currently exists. So no new relationships, no new connections, all of those are off limits for a specified amount of time. Some people close it for six months, some people close it for a year, some people close it until all parties feel better about how they're operating in their polyamorous relationships. So I've seen people that recognize that they have couples privilege or triad privilege or whatever, close their polyamorous relationship while the people involved work on decoupling that couple's privilege. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily know that that would work for us, but it's a very, to me, it's a very interesting and unique way mm -hmm. to approach ensuring that any sort of logistical priorities that exist within your polycule don't turn into hierarchy. Exactly. Well, and it's one of those things, right, where you do have to be mindful of focusing on Again, at the risk of sounding worse than I intended to, you do have to look at focusing on what's important, you know, in our relationship because of all of the ties and stuff. Again, logistically, there are going to be matters of importance that will not apply to other relationships that we may have. And that's okay. The difference being, that one, well, the first and foremost, that would absolutely be communicated and agreed upon with anybody coming into our relationship, right? You want to make sure that as a couple, as a part, as a partnership, we'll say, as a partnership, that you are speaking with anybody coming into this relationship, either 
individually or as uh, coming into with us, right? You want to make sure that anybody coming into that understands exactly what the dynamic is potentially going to look like for them, right? And yes, things are going to change. Things are going to evolve. And that's wonderful. They should. That's but how we grow. That's how we grow. Yeah. But as long as it is done with everybody opening that communication and having the ability to communicate and having the same weight of importance placed upon everyone's needs, then I think you're in a good place or at least a better place than a lot of unhealthy relationships end up. And I hope that made sense. No, that makes, that makes total sense. And, you know, we, we know how we deal with things. We know the advice that we've given to our polyamorous friends, and we've received feedback from people that we know who are polyamorous on dealing with this, right? But we want to hear from you. Yes. If you are a polyamorous person and you're in a polycule, or even if you're solo poly, right? And you've dealt with any of this, what does that look like to you? Because mm -hmm. poly is so customizable, similar to kink, right. it can look different and it will look myriad different ways to the people that are practicing it. So drop us a line at spicier than therapy at gmail.com or hop on our discord and let us know what you think. Um, because we're interested. We want to learn more about how others practice poly. Maybe you'll have some awesome tips or some perspectives that will enhance our polycule. Right. And we fucking love that. Exactly. But for today, we're going to sum it up. We are. We're okay. going to just sum up really quickly. All right. Final notes. Okay. Sum up. Because, you know, we, we covered a lot today. We've covered ground. <laughs> we get, we get a lot of territory. <laughs> so just in quick summary, descriptive, good. Prescriptive, bad. <laughs> and as long as there is open, healthy, equal ability to communicate with everybody involved, you've got a good starting point. You're not going to get it right every single time. You are not going to get it right the first time. You're not going to get it right the 10th time. Shit happens because we're human. As long as everybody is coming in with an open heart and a commitment to each other and to everybody involved, equal commitment to everyone involved in the situation, you got a good starting point. Yeah. And remember, you're all whole ass autonomous people. And it's okay to feel complex emotions mm -hmm. when you're in a polyamorous relationship yeah. or a polycule. And it's okay to... And it's valid. Yeah. And it's okay. You know, it's okay to get it wrong. You don't have yeah. to give yourself shit. You don't have to give other people shit. You, you have to give yourself grace. You have to give yourself Yeah. Tying it back in. But no, we, we appreciate y'all joining us for this episode. I will say... Since this episode is dropping the third or fourth week of March or whenever the whenever fuck this is, is <laughs> if TikTok has gone under by that time, please follow us everywhere else while we build back up our following of 200,000 plus so people. people. Um, follow us, you know, follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Audible, Stitcher, fucking everywhere. Follow us on our Discord. Follow us at spicierthantherapy@gmail.com, and maybe even our YouTube if you're feeling so inclined. Can follow our email. I mean, follow our email. Yeah, follow our email. Just drop us a line. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm still following you. Good, excellent. Glad you checked in. If somebody emails me that, I'm gonna send them like Please. a lollipop or something. I don't fucking know. 
It's gonna happen. It's got maybe some stickers. Maybe Listen, I will send them. You won't keep. Maybe I will send them Twin Peaks stickers. It'll just take five to seven business years. Five to, to seven it. business years. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Let me let me rephrase this. Twin will send you. Yeah, <laughs> we know our strengths, honey. Right? right, right. <laughs> we play to our strengths. So, as always, go ahead and take us out on this podcast, Twin. All right, my darlings, my loves, my dears. As always. As always. <laughs> Be good to yourself. Be good to others. Give yourself grace, love, and patience. And above all else, go out and do some dope shit. Goodbye.